0: Welcome to Sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwynar, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are now in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them In the name of Jesus, Amen. Out of the many stories that Jesus told in the New Testament, indeed, he told many, many stories and many parables to those that listened and followed him. Out of all of those, I am pretty sure that today's gospel reading from the gospel of Luke is the one that makes us squirm the most. It is the one that we listen to that makes us the most uncomfortable. Indeed, it is an uncomfortable story. Not only do we hear about a poor man named Lazarus, which is disturbing, but he was also covered with sores, and the dogs even came and licked the sores. And to make things worse, we also hear about death, and we hear about the fires of hell. Without a doubt, this story is uncomfortable. It is one of those stories that some churches will just skip over because it may upset sensitive ears in the church members. It may also frighten little ones in the church. So it is avoided at all costs, especially that whole part on Hades and fire and hell. Indeed, this story makes you and it makes me squirm. And that is exactly, my friends, that is exactly why Jesus told it. He told it to make us squirm, to make us uncomfortable, to wake us from the stupor in which we live our lives, and to make us take a long and hard look at how we are doing at loving our neighbors you see the problem with the rich man in our gospel reading this rich man that we hear about in today's gospel reading was not that he was rich i repeat the problem is not that he was rich contrary to what many social justice warriors say in our day and age being rich is not a sin being rich is not a sin this story is not an attack on capitalism The reason why possessions and products and resources are things that God has placed in this world for us to enjoy, for us to use. They are known as first article gifts. They are gifts of creation for you and for me. In other words, the problems with the rich man, this problem with the rich man was not that he was rich, The problem was that he lived his whole life so consumed with the riches of this life that he never realized why God put him here in the first place. His lust for his wealth was so great that all he could see was his white-fisted knuckles grasping on the world's riches. He looked down to all that he had, and he grasped it with all of his might for himself. For the rich man... Everything in his, his pleasure. Everything was about feeding his desires and his appetite. So much that he failed to notice anything and anybody around him. It was not the money. Indeed, it was not the money that made him despicable. It was his love, yes, his love and his lust for money and possessions that poisoned his soul. Now, can you imagine anything more sadder than this? The rich man, he was so fixated, he was so fixated on loving earthly riches that he never experienced the joy, that joy of being loved, and that joy of loving a neighbor. For this rich man, everything was about loving himself and his worldly possessions. He was turned actually inward, he caved in on himself and on his own passions, on his own lusts and his own desires. He had love, my friends. Indeed, he did have love. But it was a love that turned black. It was a love that was dark. It was poisoned. It was a self-love for the appetites of his sinful nature. And here is what is so tragic. Here's the tragedy of our gospel lesson. God gave that rich man... All those goodies, all of those possessions, to enjoy, but not to enjoy them alone. Those riches were always intended as a means to bless not only that rich man, but but also to bless those around him. In other words, whatever God gives to humanity, he gives so that it can be used for the benefit of others, to bless our families and to bless our neighbors. Think of it like this. Here's a man with a big house. Here's a man with a full table of food. Here's a man with plenty of clothes, the finest of clothes. And God throws into this man's life a beggar like Lazarus, a man who is homeless, a man who is hungry and naked, who is covered in sores, God is giving the rich man the opportunity of a lifetime, laying it right there before him, preparing a good work in advance for him to walk in. That opportunity, my friends, is to use the things that God gave him to love another human being, to enter into a relationship with this poor, needy beggar. God gave the rich man the opportunity in that beggar To give the gift of love and to receive the gift of love. Love that only God creates and orchestrates. To be loved and to love. But the rich man, as we know from our text, he did not get this. He was so turned inward on himself, he had been poisoned by a dark love for himself so he blew the opportunity he missed out on that joy that god was sending his way and so the rich man lost that joy that god wanted to give him for all of eternity as we heard in the gospel reading the rich man he dies just like everyone else just like lazarus in our text and as he dies the strength leaves his hands and his knuckles Death drains the power from his body and he is forced to let go of all of his stuff. He cannot take his toys with him. He cannot take his possessions to the grave. Naked and empty, he came into this world and naked and empty, he left this world. Indeed, this rich man, he dies with many toys and possessions. But as he is put into the grave... He is put to that grave empty handed, where he then encounters the fires of hell. Now, what about you and me? Jesus tells this story, no doubt about it, to open our eyes, to startle us, to make us squirm, to make us ponder. He tells this story to help us understand that life is not about how much stuff you and me pile together. He says this story to us to help us reflect on our own very lives. In other words, have you and I turned inward on ourselves? Are your knuckles white as you cling to the world's riches? Have you and I missed out on the opportunities to simply love those that the Lord has put before us? Bluntly stated, my friends, is your stuff more important than your neighbor? Now, dear friends, Jesus wants us to reflect on our lives and so see it with eyes that are wide open. Indeed, to open our eyes and to look at our lives with our eyes wide open. And so he tells us this frightening story about a man who refused to see it the way that it was, who would not listen to God and his word until it was too late. Now to make sense of this story of Lazarus and the rich man, we must take a step back for a moment and consider what we heard in our epistle reading of 1 John. In first John we read, We love because he first loved us. Now what is the point of this passage of Scripture? Why did we read 1 John, the epistle of 1 John? Well when we read this story about Lazarus in Paradise, And the rich man in Hades, we cannot forget who is telling us the story. That is to say, we hear this story and it is being spoken to us and to the people of that original time and day. It is being spoken to them and to us by Jesus. Is Jesus telling the story. That is to say, unlike the rich man and so many of us, Jesus was not content to stay turned inward. Not when he saw humanity needy and beggarly outside the doors of the kingdom. Indeed, even though Jesus was clothed in divine glory amongst the angels, he was compelled, I repeat, he was compelled by love to dive into a dirty manger to come for poor, miserable sinners like you and me. You see, my friends, as we know, Jesus, he stripped himself of divine honor and made himself nothing by entering into the sorrows of the human race. Jesus became fully human as we are, knowing our tears and knowing our sorrows, so that he might lift us up to where he is. He could not, I repeat, he could not rest in his apathy but was compelled to come for humanity. Yes, we need to keep in mind That the Jesus who tells the story of Lazarus and the rich man is the one who traveled all the way from the richness of the Father's house to the poverty of the the cross of Calvary. And on that cross, he died as an outcast. He died alone and in poverty so that we might be healed from the sores of sin and lifted out of the decay of our sins. Jesus was not like that rich man. Oh no, not at all. But out of great love, he came for and he died for the Lazaruses of this world. Lazaruses like you and like me. And to make things even better, Mount Calvary was not the end. He did what he did on that cross so that he might pick us up into his arms and to bring us home, to bring us as beggars covered with the sores of sin to his home, And on the way home, he stopped at the waters of baptism and he washed us from all of our sins. And then he clothed us with his garments, these wonderful garments of his righteousness, and put his name upon us and declared us forgiven of all of our sins and beloved children. And then along the way of life, as we grow hungry and as our faith becomes weak, he stops and he feeds us with his holy supper, his body and his blood. And at the last day, he will carry us from this world of all of its sorrows unto himself, unto everlasting joy, to the great table and banquet of heaven, just like he took poor beggarly Lazarus. So dear friends, you who have ears hear this. The Lord Jesus welcomes you to share in his feast that has no end. He actually bids you to enter the full joy of heaven. He gives you the gift of his body and his blood. He does all of this for you because he is not like that rich, rich man who was turned inward. Now, my friends, if this does not wake us up and move us to love one another, what will? We love because he has first loved us. See, baptized saints, Jesus has gotten a hold of you. He has indeed gotten a hold of you. Nothing will ever be the same. He will neither leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you to the very end. He will never stop loving you and he will never stop forgiving you. Therefore, you have been freed to love your neighbor. You cannot rightly love until you have first been loved. And today, you have been loved. You have properly been loved. That is the profound message of our epistle lesson from the first John. The Lord gives to you so that you may become givers. He opens your eyes to see him so that you might see others through his eyes. No doubt about it, the squirming is good when we hear the story of Lazarus and the rich man it is indeed uncomfortable, which is good as well, but it is good because it leads you and me to Jesus as our only help. This story, it prompts us to receive from Jesus both his pardon and his love. It leads us to see those he places squarely in our paths as people with whom we can share not only our goods, but our very selves to share love. What a Savior, my friends. What a life. What great love that has been bestowed upon us. We have indeed been loved by Lord Jesus Christ, by baptizing us, feeding us in his word, and giving us his holy supper. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org, or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.